Section 26 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 3. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brian Keenan. Monday 13. A great storm of rain located us to the house at William Dilks's. Tuesday 14. Rode to Salem and preached. I was still very unwell. At Pitts Grove on Wednesday I was unable to preach. I rode home with Father Early. The widow Ayers, one of the first Methodists in the place, has lately died in peace. Thursday 16. I gave an exhortation, and we then came on to Daniel Bates's. At Brother Azale Coates's on Friday, I was fit for bed only. Daniel Hitt preached at Lumberton. Saturday 18. At New Mills, I gave a kind of funeral for Bishop Watcote. From Baltimore to this place, I count having made 630 miles. Sick or well, I have my daily labors to perform. I am hindered from that solitary, close, meditative communion with God I wish to enjoy. I move under great debility. I found old Grandfather Bud worshipping, leaning upon the top of his staff, halting, yet wrestling like Jacob. Ah, we remember when Israel was a child. But now, how goodly are thy tents, O Jacob, and thy tabernacles, camp meetings, O Israel. Since October 1771, I have visited Jersey, but never have I seen such prospects. To God the Lord be all the glory. Sabbath 19. In the Baptist Chapel, Mount Holly, I spoke on Romans 10.26. I preached at Burlington at six o'clock. Monday 20. I gave them a sermon at Trenton, and once more at Hopewell I stood up in my master's name. We had one hundred souls, but we want more fire. The time will surely come to favor them. Wednesday 22. We came to Reading. I spoke to an insensible people upon Acts 2.21. I may weary myself in vain to heap up spiritual riches, if others will not gather them, and take care of them. Thursday 23. At Asbury Town I gave them a faithful talk upon Hebrews 2, 3, 4. There are about forty houses in or near this village, of all descriptions. In Philip Cummins's kitchen I spoke to a few souls on Friday. My hearers were serious, whilst I commented on Luke 11, 9-13. Rough roads, damp weather, and daily preaching has brought me low. Wherever I come, being a stranger, people expect me to speak. Oh, that I could see as great a prospect in East as in West Jersey. Come thou south wind, and blow upon this garden. Saturday 25 we came to Andrew Freeman's. Our route brought us by the drowned lands upon Pequest Creek. This doubtless has once been a lake. I preached at Freeman's, and we had a feeling season. About twenty years ago, I once preached at Log Jail Church. I spoke once more on the Sabbath. My subject was Revelations 3.20, and I felt some enlargement. Daniel Hitt preached after me and closed the meeting. We have preached, I suppose, to three thousand people in the Jerseys. And had we had good weather, 
it is quite probable we should have had 6,000. New York, Monday 27. We rode 40 miles to lodge near Warwick. Tuesday 28. We came to Ellis's at Windsor. Wednesday 29. As we pursued our journey, the rain came on whilst at Major Ostrander's, and we halted. At New Paltz on Friday, we found there was no passage to be had across the river, so we drove six miles down to a new bridge. We dined and came on to Kingston, or Esopus. Here we also were disappointed, so we turned aside to Cornelius Coles at Hurley. On Friday we made forty miles over desperate roads and lodged at a tavern, seven miles short of Cayman's Patent, where the conference was to sit. Saturday, May 2. We met such of the members of the conference as were present. Sabbath 3. I preached once more on the subject of the death of our dear, departed Brother Watcote. Saturday 9. We concluded our labors. The preachers took their stations with the simple-heartedness of little children. I find 2,001 added to the bounds of this conference. Eighteen preachers and three missionaries. We had much labor and great peace, and although, from the badness of the weather, we came home every evening through damps and mud, I had more rest than I should have had had we convened in a city. We had preaching every noon. Sabbath 10. I preached at Albany on John 3.17. I dined with one English family and lodged with another. Monday 11. We set out on the turnpike road to Brother Carpenter's, dined and lodged at Cambridge. Vermont. Tuesday 12 brought us through Salem. We dined, talked, and prayed at Rupert's. Possibly God may save the tavern-keeper. We lodged at Branches. Here we also prayed, but there was a tavern bar. We left and came to Mr. Hyerton's. Here the landlady wept and talked, but my faith for the poor woman was not strong. We came to Carpenter's at Chittenden, and hearing that Z. Andrews's was a home for preachers, we turned aside to tarry for a night. Thursday 14. We boldly engaged the Green Mountain, of which we had heard awful accounts. I match it with rude clinch, or rough Allegheny. We found snow in the gap. A tree was lying across the path. In leading the carriage over, it upset, but sustained little damage. Having dined at Pittsfield, we took fresh courage and proceeded on. When we came to White's River, we were obliged to lead the horses as they dragged the carriage up the heights, over rocks, logs, and cavings in of the earth. Arrived at the Narrows, we found that the bank had given way and slidden down. I proposed to work the carriage along over by hand, whilst Daniel Hitt led the horses. He preferred my leading them, so on we went, but I was weak, and not enough attentive, perhaps, and the mare ran me upon a rock. Up went the wheel, hanging balanced over a precipice of fifty feet. Rocks, trees, and the river between us. I felt lame by the mare's treading on my foot. 
we unhitched the beast and righted the carriage, after unloading the baggage, and so got over the danger and difficulty. But never in my life have I been in such apparent danger. O Lord, Thou hast saved man and beast. We gladly stopped in Royaltown at Brother Ayres's. I have been happy under great temptations and hard labor. In every house, tavern and private, I have prayed and talked. This is part of my mission. I have two hundred miles before me for the next week, and can I accomplish this labor? What is impossible with me is possible with God. Friday 15. We came to Cox's, and next day I preached at Bernard, and had an open season. I ordained five deacons, namely Carpenter, Courier, Peck, Sterling, and Perkins. On the Sabbath day I preached in the woods. My text was 1 Timothy 2.15. It hailed, and in the afternoon snowed. We had three discourses, in and out of the house, and held a love feast. The work revives in this town. Monday 18. We came down White's River and crossed the Connecticut at Lyman's Bridge. We have made forty miles today. New Hampshire, Tuesday 19. We crossed the mountains and came into New Hampshire at Andover, and continued on, dining and praying at Salisbury, to Concord, forty miles. We lodged at Mr. Ambrose's tavern. Our host was polite and attentive. We came on Wednesday 18 miles to dinner at Mr. Harvey's, Northwood, then through Durham and Dover into Berwick, the first town in the district, where we put up for the night. On Thursday morning we came 16 miles to breakfast, but I had taken medicine. We kept on through Kennebunk, Seco, and Scarborough into Portland. I was unwell, had traveled hard, rising at 4 o'clock every morning, yet I had to preach here at eight o'clock in the evening. God is here. Brother Bachelor's labors have been blessed. I lodged with Major Ilsley, still our great friend. Friday 22. We took up our journey through Falmouth to New Yarmouth and stopped at our brother Jabez Bradberg's. We had six hours rain. It is an awful backward spring, and there is a great scarcity of hay. The wet weather prevents plowing and seeding. Cold, cold. Saturday 23. We lodged with Mr. Dearborn in Monmouth. We count having made 230 miles this week, over hard roads in many senses. My work is for God, my reward from Him. May I be made perfect through Christian and ministerial trials and sufferings. Sunday 24. I preached in Monmouth on Isaiah 35, 3-6. At Major Cobb's, where I lodged in Gray, I left my glasses when starting on Tuesday morning. On Tuesday I preached at Scarborough at 5 o'clock in the evening, upon Hebrews 3, 12-14. We sent forward the preachers to call a meeting in the town of Berwick, in the district of Maine. On Wednesday I preached to them, and the people were attentive. This is the beginning of Methodism in this place. Thursday 28. We dined at Epping, New Hampshire, and came on within six miles of Haverhill. 
to travel forty miles a day, and be under the necessity of going into dram and sin-infected taverns. It is such a journey that teaches us the value of hospitality in the South, and the excellency of Methodism everywhere. How laborious has it been, and expensive, and it may be unsuccessful. But my work and my judgment is with the Lord. Saturday 30. At Waltham I gave them a sermon on 1 Corinthians 10, 12, 13. Several preachers were present. It rained on the Sabbath. My Bible and plans for conference stations occupied my mind and became the devotions of the day. Massachusetts, Monday, June 1. Came to Boston. On Tuesday we opened our conference, 92 preachers being on the list. Saturday 6. Our conference rose. There were $800 paid, and we were nearly 3,000 insolvent. It kept us busy to preach five times a day, ordain 59 to office, and inquire and examine into characters, graces, and gifts, and appoint the numerous stations. I preached on Wednesday and an ordination sermon on Thursday, and on Saturday evening came away to the pleasant town of Lynn. And must I walk through the seven conferences and travel 6,000 miles in ten months? Sunday 7. I preached in Lynn, administered the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, and came to Walton. At Westbury I preached on Monday, on Luke 19.10. I lodged at Brother Nicholas's. In spite of heat and lameness, we were favored to reach Wilbraham on Tuesday. To Westfield on Wednesday, crossing the new bridge at Springfield. I am in peace. I dare not murmur, though in pain. I had an interview with a Baptist minister. He started at prayer. He called it talk to any sinner. The answer is, they cannot pray. Connecticut, Thursday, 11. We crossed the mountain to Pittsfield, 37 miles. We had a violent wind, excessive cold, and I was very lame. Methodism prevails in this quarter. In two societies, 200 members have been added. A camp meeting is appointed to be held on Monday next. On Saturday, we made a great ride of 40 miles to Watertown, in New York State. I was very lame on the Sabbath day, but I must needs preach. My subject was John 3, 19. New York, Monday 15. Faint, sick, and lame. I made 20 miles to Schenectady, and was entertained at Isaac Johnson's. He is a disciple of W. Hickson's, gained by preaching in the streets of Brooklyn, Long Island. I rejoice to hear that Robert Dillon preached in the market house at Troy. On Tuesday it rained, and I rested. Wednesday brought us over Yankee Hill to Frank's. We came to Elwood's on Thursday, crossing Schoharie Creek. O oh, fruitful banks of lovely Mohawk! On Friday we rode ten miles out of our way, and made a long journey of forty-five miles. We came in at nine o'clock at night to Elijah Davis's. We have traveled one hundred miles up the Mohawk. My feet are much swelled, and I am on crutches. But I have been supported amongst strangers. Oh, that we had two low Dutch missionaries for the parts of Jersey and York west of the Hudson. 
Sunday 21. After E. White had preached in the meeting house, I went into a beautiful grove, where I spoke to about 1,500 people, on Colossians 1, 28-29. I ordained three deacons, namely Stebbins, Parker, and Truman, and rode to Westmoreland. I retired to B. Hannah's, my feet highly inflamed and painful. Monday 22. At B. Holmes's in Vernon, I preached on Romans 10, 13. Next day I rode to Silas Bliss's in Casanova. On Wednesday, on 1 John 5, 14, 15. The Lord is with the people. Ten years have I been absent from this kind family. And oh, the kindness of all the brethren. I cannot express it, nor my gratitude for the favors shown. I came home to Ebenezer White's. I spoke at Brother Nichols's in Manlius on Thursday. My text was chosen from John 21, 15 through 17. It was an open time. I ordained E. White an elder. Friday 26. We came fourteen miles to Onondaga Courthouse. Truly we saw gapers enough. My text was John thirteen seventeen. After taking a cup of tea, we rode to Skinitala's Lake, about sixteen miles in length and three in breadth at its widest part. Six more miles brought us to Awaski Lake, about the same size. The outlet of Aurelius River is here. We have had a day's work of forty miles. I am still lame on both feet. Our lodging at Brutus was with B. Upshare. I preached on Saturday in the Widow Carpenter's barn. In the afternoon I rode fifteen miles to David Eddy's in Scipio. Here we were quite at home. Sunday 28. I held forth to about five hundred souls in Eddie's barn. My subject was Hebrews 2, 15-16. The people were very attentive, but not much affected. Bathing my feet may have done good. They began to mend. On Monday we rode to Milton Methodist Meeting House, where I preached to about two hundred souls, on Galatians 5, 7, 8. I was faint yet animated in speaking. We dined with David Hamilton and came back to Cayuga Lake. This sheet of water is about 40 miles long and 4 miles wide. It feeds the St. Lawrence. At Samuel Wayburn's I preached on Tuesday, and on Wednesday we came by Milton to Bailey's, where we also had meeting. My subject here was 1 Peter 4.17. It was a most insensible congregation of about 100 souls. Daily preaching and daily affliction keep me very low. I feel with sorrow the spiritual death of the people. It brings on great heaviness of body and mind. Thursday, July 2. We dined at Geneva on Seneca Lake. The lake is about 40 miles in length and from 1 to 5 miles wide. Our entertainer, Mr. Hagley, was exceedingly kind. We rode on to Daniel Dorsey's, late of Liberty, Frederick County, Maryland, now an inhabitant of Lionstown. This is a great land for wheat, rye, and grass, and the lakes, with their navigation of vessels and boats, and moving scenes, make the prospects beautiful. Saturday 4. We were greatly crowded in a small house in Lionstown. 
My subject was Matthew 17, 5. After meeting and dinner, we rode on to the Sulphur Springs, near Canandaigua, and lodged at the Widow Ferguson's. Sunday 5. I preached to about 1,000 souls assembled in White's Barn. My subject was 2 Timothy 4, 2. Preach the Word. 1. The Primitive Qualification. The Call and Commission to Preach the Word. The Gospel. 2. The Right Use of the Gospel. To Convince. To Reclaim the Backslidden and Disorderly. 3. Exhort All Characters with long-suffering and doctrine. Hear ye him. Observe the dignity, eloquence, and power of the speaker. Doctrine. Hear him on this point. Hear him all men, of all grades and characters. My congregation was an unfeeling one. Now that my mind is in a great measure lightened of its load of thought and labor for the conferences, I feel uncommon light and energy in preaching. I am not prolix. Neither am I tame. I am rapid, and nothing freezes from my lips. I suppose we shall preach to more than ten thousand souls in this district. Monday 6. In R. Rote's barn, fifteen miles from Canandaigua, I preached to about four hundred unyielding souls on Acts 3, 22-23. Tuesday 7. We passed the lake, sixteen miles long, and one mile wide. At James Stokes's ninth town, I preached in the woods to a more attentive people, on Hebrews 10, 38-39. Wednesday 8. I preached in the Friends Settlement with some power. Thursday 9. At Cresses. We set out, dining at Dow's, and came to Katrine, at the head of Seneca Lake, thirty miles. The swamps, sloughs, ruts, and stumps made it awful moving. We lodged at Baldwin's Tavern. Friday 10. We directed our route through Newtown, upon the east branch of the Susquehanna, to Shomang. Rested a while at Jacob Cress's, and then passed the narrows of the river, continuing on by Shepherd's Mill to Taylor's Tavern. It was ten o'clock, and I was fearful of driving farther in the dark. Saturday, 11. Brought us to the camp meeting on Squire Light's ground. We found it had been in operation two days. God is in the camp, and with us. I preached on the campground from Matthew 18, 2. Some sots were a little disorderly, but the greater part of the congregation were very attentive. Weak as I was, I did not spare myself, my subject, or my hearers. It may be I spoke to one thousand people. Since the last Sabbath we have traveled one hundred and twenty miles, and with good roads and even ground we might have made three hundred miles in the same time. The heights of the Susquehanna are stupendous, the bottom lands very fertile, but this river runs through a country of unpleasing aspect, morally and physically. Rude, irregular, uncultivated is the ground. Wild, ignorant, and wicked are the people. They have not been wearied by my labors, except the neighborhood of Lancaster, and by what I may once have done in a visit to Wyoming. They are strangers to them. I am now on my first journey of toil and suffering through Genesee and Tioga. 
Sunday 12. My subject was 2 Corinthians 5.20. My congregation may have doubled in numbers today, and there were no troublesome drunkards. I feel as if God would own this meeting now, and continue to own it many days, in various families and places. I ordained five worthy men local preachers, namely Daniel Wilcox, John B. Hudson, Samuel Emmett, John M. Kane, and Nathaniel Lewis, to the office of deacon. Had I not made this visit, these men might have waited a long time, or taken a long ride to find me. In the afternoon, Sabbath, there was an uproar amongst the people. Some intoxicated young men seated themselves by the women, and refused to move until compelled. They fought those men who came to take them away, and when the presiding elder interfered, they struck at him, and one of the guards also, who was helping by order of the constables. There were magistrates, such as they were, to cry peace. The Oigo gentry fled away, cackling falsehood like wild geese. One Kemp, chief bully, arrested A. Owen on Monday morning for the Sabbath-breaking, drunkenness, and fighting of this Kemp and his crew. The presiding elder was charged with having struck Kemp and then running away. Nor was the poor bishop spared. He, too, had been fighting. It was well for him that he was not on the ground at the time. I was quiet in my room. Monday 13. We rode to Tioga, and Brother Shippy gave us our dinner. A ride of sixteen miles brought us to Meniers, where we lodged. Tioga Point, at the junction of Shumang and the river, is a pleasant spot. Tuesday 14. We came six miles to Judge Gore's. Here I preached upon John 7.17. When we set out on Wednesday, we found we were obliged to take the carriage over a precipice by hand. The road to the ferry was rough, and behold, the boat was gone, and the bank caved and washed away. A lock upon the wheel, and the assistance of a strap, enabled us to pass the sulky down by hand. Major Gaylor at Walusing lodged us well and freely. Thursday 16. We came eleven miles to breakfast at Sturtevant's, and eleven miles more brought us to Hunt's Ferry. After dining at Frosberry's, free and kind, we went on to Newton Smith's, ten miles farther. I ordained my host a deacon in his own house. Friday 17. To Sutton's, ten miles. The house neat as a palace, and we were entertained like kings, by a king and queen. It was no small consolation to lie down on a clean floor after all we had suffered from dirt and all its consequences. Once more I am at Wyoming. We have wearied through and clambered over one hundred miles of the rough roads of wild Susquehanna. Oh, the precipitous banks, wedging narrows, rocks, sidling hills, obstructed paths, and fords scarcely fordable, roots, stumps, and gullies. End of section 26. Recording by Brian Keenan.